program is about bringing up controversial subjects and a series of quests for strange horrors. It feels good. Guidance is internal. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity. Do not think there are things in this universe which you cannot understand and which are true. Welcome to Far Off Topic, episode 16. The world has gone mad. As if reading straight from the script of a Hollywood thriller, civilization seems poised at the brink of collapse. It started with the announcement that the NBA was canceling their season. With that domino down, other institutions followed suit and started closing their doors and canceling events. And then the toilet paper wars began. Will we drive off the cliff into the abyss of societal dissolution? Or will sober minds overcome the panic? It's too early to tell at this point, but as a wise man once said, hide your children, hide your wife. With that, I'm your host, Fiasco Jones, and with me to chronicle the slow-motion implosion of society is Tiwi. And because there is no greater law than the law that only the wicked will prevail, we're also joined by... Steven Jackson, a.k.a. Jax, a.k.a. Mr. Glasses. He's back, everybody. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hello. So, uh, new question. How does the end of the world uh, look where you're at? It is uh, kind of depressing. A little bit, maybe? Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I think that we're pretty close, Tiwi. Like, we're yeah. you're just a little south of me. Okay. And it's... Um, depressing <laughs> yeah like i went yeah. i was in the supermarket today and people were like uh had gloves on and yeah. masks and the, yep. it, i don't know it's it's scary it's and businesses weird. are like going under really quickly i thought they would have had better reserves of some kind but right they're just going down if you're a business and you fail now you were you're probably in pretty bad shape to begin with but yeah um yeah, it's weird. Like I had my first real, uh-oh, uh, reading a Twitter thread earlier today mm-hmm. thinking, you know, and it was from uh, Obama's, uh, I don't know, some health policy guy from o- Obama's uh, presidency. And I'm reading it thinking, I'm having a baby in two weeks okay. and there's not going to be a hospital bed for my wife and it's going to, everything's terrible. <sighs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. Fucked up. everything is pretty bad. Yeah. And it should probably be stated that uh, the two of you are currently living in ground zero for right. America's outbreak. Yes. Yes. However, I have been reading that technically we're not really ground zero. We're just ground testing zero. <laughs> what does that mean? What's the distinction there? The distinction would be that it actually may have been introduced earlier and maybe more widespread throughout the United States. We were just the first ones to push for testing. Oh, I see. Ah. I see. So there's basically uh, like Phoenix is probably just everyone there is just riddled with it, but they, yeah. they refuse to get tested. And it's, you know, I'm like reading because I'm friends with healthcare workers and some physicians and researchers. So I'm reading some of their posts. They're terrifying, <laughs> like actually terrifying. They, yeah, they are, are absolutely terrifying. Uh, how, how is this living up to the uh, the epidemiologist's prophecy that we read in last week? Holding up 100 percent, if anything, less or actually more scary. Like hers was like conservative (laughs) really yeah in what respects uh i mean it's all forecasting but already young people 
are getting gravely ill. They're saying that the admission rates for young and healthy people are still around 14%. And I think that the metric that people are looking at is just mortality, and they're not even thinking about morbidity because, I don't know, people just, American healthcare is just all about not dying. Um, but people are really suffering and they're getting admitted for prolonged ventilation. And it's like slowly drowning in your own phlegm. Sounds horrible. Define, did you, did you already define morbidity? What's morbidity? Morbidity is like your quality of life. So you have, there's certain metrics in healthcare and research. You have mortality, death, and then you have morbidity, which is just the quality of your life. So you can be chronically ill, so you have, you know, uh, morbidity concerns, so your quality of life suffers, and you could be on a mortality metric, you're looking great because you're alive, but if you're, like, suffering for the duration of your life, you know, that's... Is that that's great? very interesting because that's literally something that uh, something uh, one of the guys I work with brought up is that we don't even know... So, like, if you get it and you don't die, we don't really know what the consequences are just for having it, just for surviving it. They've already mentioned that it's scarring healthy people's lungs. Like, you may come out of it with, like, permanent chronic lung damage. Wow. That sounds Jesus Christ. It's awful. And then you're more susceptible to the next one. Right, exactly. And then, you know, these viruses. And also, they, they've actually recently noted that it may actually stay in your body for a lot longer than they thought, even after you've recovered. Because patients, I think, in China are actually getting sick after recovery all over again. Right, I saw that. I saw that. But I also thought that was... Uh tied to two different strains there's a strain e and a strain s and that you can get sick from either of them but you might be able to sick with e first and then go back into the wild and catch s i mean that's possible like you know i guess like hand foot and mouth virus you can get both strains and catch it twice essentially but i mean i don't know it's just uh it's just so depressing <laughs> It is. Uh, and before we get too far off uh, on that, uh, let's just say uh, they're drinking cow urine in India, mm -hmm. executing people in North Korea, and wrestling in the toilet paper aisle of America, all in preparation for the end of the world as we know it. That being said, is it too late? Have we done enough to protect our loved ones from the worst existential threat to humanity since polyunsaturated fat? Are we already doomed to the bleak future prophesized by Mad Max or David Soderbergh in Contagion? Or is this just the greatest panic since that Christmas when there weren't enough Cabbage Patch Kids on the shelf? That's the question. Is this just hysteria or are we still not scared enough about the monster lurking in our handshakes? And I bring that up specifically because where I work, we were told to be kind of like, if you're not comfortable with coming to work, you have the option of going home, which is great. But couched within that phrasing was this kind of like a... Uh, reiteration of Trump's skepticism about oh the disease and how it's it, not so much. No one said it was a hoax, but that it's the words. It's just another strain of the flu uh. was was put out there into the world to the bunch of workers. Um, and so the idea that this this isn't really coming across to people. Yeah that this is deadly or this is a serious issue, even though the world seems to be like shutting down. I think you guys are just, a you're like a few weeks behind. Honestly, it just within like this last week, 
I've seen the flu truthers, they're dropping because I think people are starting to know people who are actually getting it. And they're seeing that this is actually real. It's not. I think that's important. I think that's also important, too, because um, one of the questions that was asked later um, was, do you know anyone that has it? Because that seems to kind of fortify this position that, well, I don't know anyone that has it. So it clearly probably doesn't exist. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. it's not a real thing in this in our world. Uh, But like you said, yes, once you know somebody and once you know a few people, maybe you then it it probably gets real fucking serious. I think also just when you're like hospital adjacent, you, I mean, I trust the people that I work with and I hear them talking about it, like the actual patients they're coming in contact with and you see the like fear that they have and the stress. It's scary. Like it's, I think people are just really basically just waiting because it hasn't even really begun yet. And I think it's also different for us here in Vegas because, I mean, you guys were, I guess, ground test zero, however you want to phrase it. But you really were the focus of a lot of attention. I think you got – it became really very real for you guys up there quicker than the rest of us. Where in Vegas, I think we have – I think we're up to 12 cases or whatever. But still, I don't think anyone's died here. It's yeah. it's still very, I guess, uh, ambiguous as to what's going on. I you know, And we're only – I feel like – a week into this. I feel like today yeah. for Vegas yeah. was, and even like the national, the, the emergency, the national declaration just happened on Friday at, per, of this, per this recording last Friday. So I feel like that's kind of the, the point where that's the, the real start of like, okay, this is getting real. People are going home. People are staying home. Now we start the week. This is week one of let's see what happens. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, you know, up here, They've shut down everything. I mean, yeah, they and they're going to shut down more. I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They've shut down the schools. They've shut down, like in in my county, law enforcement is. Um, they're just do, being reactive. So, like, if 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 you see a crime happening or you get a call for service, stop it. But like, don't patrol. Mm-hmm. Um, they, wow. it's it's like it's very. Um, it's eerie. You know, it, yeah, it's eerie. It's tight. It's really tightened down here. If you look at Italy, and apparently we're like about two weeks behind Italy in just how everything is sort of going for us. That's what they're saying. And, you know, Italy went from like 300 to like 10,000 in just a few weeks. Oh. And also now Italy is, they had clo- like locked down the country. But now they're getting even more strict because people like here, even in in Washington, are still going out. They're still like interacting. People still don't take it seriously. People call it the boomer flu. Re- boomer remover, right? Boomer remover. It's just dumb. Like, I don't think people get like you guys can die, too. Or if you don't die. That's the other thing, too, is that like we were just like we were just saying, yeah. like, even if you don't Your die, it's changed. Right. In, it's like the polio ways. of uh, <laughs> the polio of our yeah. generation. I dropped in I dropped in a link um, for you to take a look at. It's the Johns Hopkins coronavirus heat map. And I mean like we're at a three three and a half or so percent death rate. And like that's terrifying. If you think about the amount of people who will get that, who will get this, um, Let's just say it's, I don't know, 
15 million in the US, which I think was right. No, I think the I think the conservative estimate was 75 million in the US. I don't know. Right here in our rundown, I have an article saying 150 million. Yeah, they said okay. that now it's like 50 to 70 percent of the world's population is going to get this. So 150 million. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's um, 45 million deaths in the U.S. Yeah. This is like our Spanish flu. And it's weird because in this information age, you know, we're just we're idiots and people don't trust anything. That's exactly what we were talking about in the last podcast, though, is that the, it's coronavirus in the age of conspiracy that this is the 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 Achilles heel for our society, at least in the U.S., is this idea of distrust of, exactly. of the messengers and also being able to freelance truth, being able to say like, nah, I think it's a co- combination of these things. I, I read an article here and here and here and here, just kind of like just stringing things lever together without having any expertise in the in anything and just saying, ah, this is what I believe is true and I'm going to live to this truth. Experts be damned. Exactly. And and like uh, the politicization of this has Mm -hmm. been astonishing. Like liberals are like, I I think that there's probably an epidemic going on or a pandemic going on. And conservatives are like, fake news, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Or, like, even just posts that are literally just about the coronavirus, like, on freaking Nextdoor, people are like, don't be political. It's like, you idiot. This isn't it's political. political. This is not political. It's like, do you want to live? Oh, my God. That's, yeah. that's the question. Now, I'm curious. Uh, so, in your neighborhoods, like... Like I said, it's, it's feeling to, it's starting to feel like it's getting real here. I went to the grocery store yesterday, and there were the food runs had begun. Like... I mean, almost like a, like a, someone just turned a switch on because you'd be able to go into at least Albertsons and just go get your food. Costco has always had kind of this like been a locus point for kind of the panic and the buying the water and the toilet paper in bulk. But it hadn't really come out to the supermarket level yesterday and today. And I'm sure tonight, I mean, it's just constant. People are going there and just literally denuding the shelves of everything. Um, are you guys seeing that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Has that been that, going on for a while where, where you're at? Yeah. I think it started like a week and a half ago. Yeah. And then it's just it started with toilet paper because I think NPR and some like publications were like, hey, this is going to happen. Get toilet paper. And I think people really like took that to heart. But just toilet I mean, paper. <laughs> I don't know. It really does kind of like uh, cl- kind of highlights people's fear of uh washing like using their their hand i guess (laughs) yeah wiping their ass and like the worst case scenarios they're like there's no toilet paper what am i gonna use i got i i guess i have to use my hand oh god like you can still wash it (laughs) right yeah it's an it's an it's an example of uh people who are in my mind they're preparing for a lengthy amount of a, sh- a shortage going on. Quite, um, oh yeah. I, either that or uh, they poop just like way more than I ever thought <laughs> the American public actually does. Um, but to your point, yeah, I, w- I went to the supermarket early this morning. I was like, I'm going Same. at seven thirty because we went nobody's right when they opened. There. Yeah, and everybody was there. Yeah, like everybody in town. <laughs> It Has it gotten worse since the like, NBA stuff and all these cancellations have I think riven the country? R- like famous people getting sick really made an impact. 
<laughs> totally. Like, that's what's so ridiculous about it is like, I think that happened Wednesday or something. And people all in that same like hour, the NBA canceled their season. Yeah. Tom Hanks got diagnosed and something else weird happened. But in, in like an hour, people were like, fuck. Hey, did anybody notice though? Like, Tom Hanks was sick at the Golden Globes, and that was in January. He was sick? Yeah, like, he was literally sick at the Golden Globes. He even said, like, excuse me, I'm sick. Like, he it was all congested. Can I just, be, tell the truth now, can I just see a show of hands? How many people in this room have a clip package that includes the love boat? <laughs> Anybody? Well, you, Charlize, no? Well, you missed out. There you go, Kathy. There you go. And what do we have? Love, exciting, and you climb aboard. Uh, I have a cold um, the size of uh, Merv Griffin's uh, Jeopardy royalties. So uh, forgive me. I've been drinking an awful lot of savagely orange drinks for the last 24 hours. And I'm a little jittery. Huh. Interesting. Mm. Very interesting. Well, actually, and then, uh, I mean, this this rundown's gone complete shit, but uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, so like facts are going to come out here and there. But um, I, I had just been reading, yeah, that uh, they think they've narrowed down the patient zero really? to uh, a man in Hubei province back in November. Yeah. So. Uh, and that so it has so this whole I, the idea that it's happening at this wet market um, in Wuhan yeah. may be completely fucking off and yeah, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Where did the bat thing come from? Is that literally from the movie Contagion? Because I feel like where the hell no. did that come from? Well, the, the the bat thing is still is still in play as far as I know. Hmm. Like that's it's still true? they still think it went it went bat to pangolin now and somehow from pangolin to people. What's a pangolin? A pangolin's this little four. Like, think of a little armadillo, but with like dragon scales. Ew. Okay. Yeah, cool. it, they actually look really adorable. <laughs> and they're eating it. Oh, poor pangolin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor anything that's not a human being. It gets eaten uh, somewhere around the world. That's true. We eat little pigs, and they're cute. So oh. is that what you do? I don't eat little pigs. That's disgusting. I do. I just have a bunch of little pigs running in my yard. <laughs> the cuter, the better. I buy just teacup uh, pigs and eat them for lunch. Oh, they're so delicious. You need to get in on that. It's the, it's the squeals that, that, yeah. that really add yeah. the flavor. The, the sweetest just flavor. Start at the bottom, leave mm-hmm. them alive. Yeah. So that they just lose their mind as you're eating them. I invented a device called Burger on the Go. It allows you to obtain six regular-sized hamburgers or 12 sliders from a horse without killing the animal. George Foreman is still considering it. Sharper Image is still considering it. Skymall is still considering it. Hamakushlema is still considering it. Sears said no. Another idea that's out there is um, that freedom might be our worst enemy in this situation and that uh, these guys in these totalitarian dictatorships might actually have it better off. Um, I Yeah, I, I got to say, like listening to what China did, um, I'm just like, yeah. But even South that Korea would... was able to like rein it in a lot and they're not a totalitarian regime. No, they're not. And Taiwan did the same thing. Uh, but Vietnam, they... They closed it down. They're a dictatorship. They're a one-party dictatorship, kind of like China. Um, Singapore, which is not a dictatorship, but 
has very, very, very strict control of its people. Um, they were able to st- push it off. I think it's just culture. I think our culture is just very like, fuck you. Like, I don't know. You're not going to tell me. You're not the boss of me. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that you would have significant problems, though, telling uh, an American who like coughed, <laughs> you can't go outside. Had, or had, yeah. Coughed, had a fever and then gets diagnosed. So in that in that what China did is possible people with it in gymnasium A and you can't leave and then people with it in gymnasium B and you can't leave. That would I mean. Yeah. People would people would be in the streets for sure with their with their ARs. Don't you think that's coming, though? Don't you think that Probably. has to be <laughs> kind of has to. But. That has to be what the, the solution that we're we're going toward. And that yeah, um, like you said, there's Americans out there just that will say, no, hell no. This is that. And it will play into some well, of the conspiratorial ideas in their head and, about, and, you know, let's be honest. Like, what is like, how do you do that in the United States? Like, we don't have any ability like if I have it and my wife doesn't, yeah. where do I go? One who and then who who pays my effing bills? Like, you know, I my mortgage hasn't stopped like telling me, hey, I need to get I need to get paid. <laughs> In um, Italy, right. it would though, because they have mortgage. <gasps> right. So, I mean, <laughs> so it's just you know, if I'm in a if I'm in a room for several weeks. Uh, by myself. That sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> what are some of the more insane stories that you've been hearing from the edges of hysteria? I would like to start with this one, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let me begin, please. Uh, Hindu group hosts cow drinking urine party mm. uh, to ward off coronavirus. Uh, the chief of the Akhil Bharat Hindu Mahasabha or all his Hindu union group hosted a cow urine drinking event on Saturday in New Delhi, hoping that the practice staves off the coronavirus. Many Hindus consider the cow to be sacred. Some leaders from Prime Minister Narendra Modi's Hindu Nationalist Party have advocated cow urine or cow dung Ugh. for its medicinal properties. We've been drinking cow urine. I don't know what accent that is. It's not- <laughs> <laughs> We've been drinking cow urine for 21 years. We also take a bath in cow dung. We've never felt the need to consume English medicine. All right. Uh, said Om Prakash, one of the party attendees. Um, so uh, to both of you, either of you, how desperate do you have to be to drink the cow dung and or eat the cow dung and drink the cow urine? I'm about hey, a week out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah, I'm almost there. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> let, Literally, it, <laughs> that's great. I guess if they come back, like let's have some Corona positive people drink the the, the urine. Mm-hmm. If they come back healed, then I guess I I, I have nothing to complain about right? except for drinking cow urine. I don't know, man. I mean, I've I've been uh, upping my monolaurin, which is my my woo treatment. And where do, where does any human being find that? You might on Amazon. It's just coconut derivatives. It's a lorinicide. You know what those, I actually looked it up because I was like, I wonder if anybody else is taking this. And I found a bunch of articles about people in the Philippines are taking it to stave off COVID. So I was like, hey, me and the people in the Philippines. Yay, Philippines. Mm-hmm. So uh, the next crazy one is, can masturbation help prevent COVID-19? Oh. Is this from like 4chan? What are, 
<laughs> Who came up with this one? <laughs> the Advocate. Oh, it's okay. an article from The Advocate. If it is from 4chan, then obviously the answer is no. <laughs> a study, a tw- 2004 study conducted by the Department of Medical Psychology uh, in of Essen, Germany, said uh, investigated the effects of masturbation-induced orgasm on lymphocyte circulation and cytokine production in healthy young males. Okay. The good news is for single men everywhere, researchers discovered their test subjects had higher white blood cell counts 45 minutes after they masturbated to orgasm. So hmm. there you go. White blood cells in your blood, you're, you're, it creates a, a shield. All right. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a great story from 4chan. I mean, how long does that last, though? Like, 45 minutes. Less than five minutes. (laughs) Great. If if you're lucky, less than five minutes. I don't know if I want to live in that world. (laughs) Like, what does that look like? I gotta go. I gotta go. (laughs) I gotta (laughs) save myself. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, you guys haven't heard any other crazier stories? I mean, honestly, I'm just hearing a lot of, like, it's the flu. It's the flu. It's the flu. Yeah, I hear a lot of crazy stories, but they're true. Like the NBA suspending its season. Like when I, that's crazy and there's no hockey and, uh, my favorite pro wrestling is wrestling in front of no one, literally an empty arena, uh, with people doing their thing. I did hear the one thing about the Pentagon, but I don't know if that consider if that's like a crazy story. What's that? that. <clears throat> she has to clear her throat to answer that. <laughs> I'm going to create some distance with this one. A friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. Some of those friends can be removed. Um, said that their friend works in the Pentagon, called them up and said that we're supposed to get locked down like Washington, possibly California by the Pentagon and I don't really know what that means, but she said, get your stuff in order. Like martial law? Or- yeah, I, I actually believe that could happen. It's supposed to be this week. I think it's just like a Inslee punishment thing, though. Like, I feel like he just, you know, Trump hates Inslee. Sure. Yeah. But then I'm be. like, you know what, dude? You're locking us with, like, the greatest researchers who could create their own kits and their own tests. And, like, we have fucking Bill Gates. Like... And we got a killer economy, too, and right. like a bunch of ports. So go so, fuck yourself. Exactly. <laughs> like, good luck. Good luck, creamy wow, wow. center. <laughs> um, all right. Well, yeah, look at that. Like, Washington's getting all pissy now. Yeah, yeah, guess what? <laughs> We're the elitist. The get- Duh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're the herpy-infected Herpes. limb of the country. <laughs> We're also the cure. We create the Valtrex, so... Yeah, we are living the life we want. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> and with that, coming up after the break, we'll be looking at this pandemic from another point of view, particularly the point of view of whether or not this plague is just another biblical sign that the world is truly ending. We'll be back. I remember a time of chaos. This wasted land. This is the new normal. We're getting used to kicking ourselves. Our, this is your dance space. This yeah. is my dance space. Yeah. Listen, the economic toll here is mounting. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know financially how I'm going to pay my bills. There's nothing, honestly, nothing at this point that I can do. To understand, you have to go back to another time. I saw people with like 
five, six packages of toilet paper. Toilet paper isn't the only thing running low in some stores like non-perishable food items, tomato sauce, and pasta in this store. It's nearly all gone. I can't believe what people are doing inside. Shelves are empty. It's like we're going to, I don't know where. It really is unexplainable. Gone now, swept away. I didn't buy any. I didn't even understand the toilet paper thing. They built a house of straw. The thundering machine sputtered and stopped. Out west, the San Francisco Bay Area under lockdown. Their leaders talked and talked. You don't have to buy so much. Take it easy. Just relax. And talked. These measures will be disruptive to day-to-day -day life, but there is no need to panic. But nothing could sting the avalanche. Anyone who has symptoms will not be able to come to Canada. Their world crumbled. Cities exploded. A whirlwind of looting. A firestorm of fear. Men began to feed on men. Businesses and the communities they serve coming face to face with a new reality from coast to coast. This episode is brought to you by Monolorian. A mysterious virus appears suddenly out of nowhere and literally stops the planet. When one thinks about the unprecedented threat that would be required to halt life as we know it, we're forced to wonder if this isn't something more ominous. Can we rule out that this isn't the biblical end of the world? So going into this, I started going on the Reddits and stuff like that, and I realized that uh, there were a lot of stories from other parts of the world where they're experiencing some really bizarre shit. For instance, in Egypt right now, they're experiencing mass flooding, locusts, and oh, hail. <laughs> um, and the videos I was watching, it's not just like hail you get, average hail these are like stones just huge stones coming down and like bombarding things and i'm thinking what the hell uh maybe maybe this is these are the signs of the apocalypse there's the plague now there's like floods locusts and hail right. there's rains of fish and uh was it uh england huh i'm sorry queensland same thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> in australia uh rains of fish in australia um very peculiar stuff's going on. This is a weird time. Are you feeling that end of the world vibe yet? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm just waiting for like the zombies. We're gonna find out that after these people die, they come back. Absolutely. I was, uh, I was gonna talk about that near the end, but uh, I, I do think that would be a fun twist. You know, hey, it would twist. be a hilarious twist. Hmm. Like, we are living inside of a Hollywood movie. Like, uh, holy shit. Right. Like, I didn't even know. Look at that. I mean, I guess if it's going to be the end, at least I'm going to be having spaghetti because that's what we bought. So. Lovely. Are there any other signs that could happen to convince you that we are, this isn't just a, a run-of-the-mill pandemic. This is, these are signs. I think when you stop hearing things from the government or, like, leaders or whatever, and they just kind of give up on you. <laughs> To me, that's a big sign. Yeah. I think like if if they went silent or you started hearing like like one of this. Yeah. A good sign is, where that you just pointed out is also the government being uh, uh, basically lying to you. Yeah. Um, Which I feel I mean, like we're on that. We're like heading there yeah. soon here in Washington because yeah. well, yeah, we're about to get now. locked down supposedly. And yeah. other people have been warned about this, but like. 
I live here. You live here. Like we didn't get the memo. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, did you hear, you know, you heard Trump's uh, declaration and he's like, and we're going to have Google helping us. Uh, they're building this amazing website and they're, and Google's like, we're doing what now? Yeah. <laughs> we're building a website for you. Oh, right. Okay. And, and the weird thing huh. that I thought like that was okay. That was disproven pretty quickly. But yeah. they were still reporting it on, like, fucking CBS News, like, the next day. God damn it. Which I was like, that's weird. Not really. Because I feel like everyone's in. Are they just terrible at their jobs? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I do wonder, like, if there is a uh, a feeling on the national level to just go along. Like, that don't participate in. Actually, that can't be true. Because, I, I mean, it just seems like if on MSNBC, it's just like, Trump's going to kill us. Trump's going to kill us. Yeah. Fox News is, like. It's, nothing's happening. Nothing's yeah. happening, and CNN just doesn't seem to know what the fuck to do. So yeah, I don't know. I, I you know I can't think of a grand conspiracy of why they would go along with it. There, there, there are some things other than that. This might be the end of the world, and I think that there are people who know. Um, I think there are people who are more dialed in and have better means than us, i.e., the rich, um, the mega rich billionaires out there. Um, and I think they might be onto something. I think they might they 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 know that. This isn't going to get better. It's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. And this article, <laughs> this article out of The Guardian, uh, I think really illustrates that. Uh, super rich jet off to disaster bunkers amid coronavirus outbreak. They're taking the idea of self-isolating very, very seriously. And I think, have we, have we, Jax, have we done any shows where we talk about these guys, but uh, these rich people buying bunkers or not? It sounds like something we would have covered, but I can't remember. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it is something that we've talked about. Um, it, it, like buying bunkers and islands. And we should crowdsource like a bunker next door to them. Or something. <laughs> yeah. The, oh god, that'd be amazing. <laughs> and just bring everyone. <laughs> yeah, like a hundred thousand people gave yeah. ten bucks. Yeah, we could totally just buy a bunker and then just be you like a million dollar bunker, bunker right there. Oh yeah. god, that'd be so much fun. Uh, all I know is that these guys uh, back in I think it was uh, I can't remember what crisis it was. But um, there were companies actually building custom bunkers. Now, some of these people are repurposing old, like, ICBM missile um, sites. Yeah. And, and I've watched and tons of YouTube videos about that, and it's quite interesting. But Like super um, old oil platforms, too. Like, oh, which, I didn't see that. Yeah, <laughs> To me, I'm just like, yes, that seems amazing. It actually is. I watched a guy, a video, a YouTuber, who, like, you know uh, – it was that urban exploration, yeah. and they they got themselves onto a uh, an abandoned or just kind of like a it was just a an oil rig that they just kind of like docked, I guess. And um, it was completely empty, and they walked around. Those things are huge. There's like yeah, they're huge. Tons of of, of space in those things. Yeah, they just let those so things cool. just be vacant. Like people can just like yeah. climb on. What the I mean, hell? they're yeah, like, super when, like, far out. They're not. They're not close. Uh, well, that's the thing. Is that like they? Um, I didn't realize that they actually like. You can boat them into play. You can like drag them in in and out of locations. Yeah, so they had actually pulled these a bunch of these oil rigs into a fjord in like Sweden or whatever Norway, and um, they pulled these a bunch of them. Like there was like eight of these uh, rigs mm. in this fjord, and they weren't like next to like on off land. They were like in the middle of the fjord, just kind of floating there. Um, so this guy took a little boat out there and just climbed up through it. And yeah, walked through the whole thing and just showed how gigantic these things are. Um, so yeah, I can see rich people trying to 
soup one of those things up. Hell yeah. Mm. But then you get the pirates. Yeah. Nice. Pirates. This is going to be the best, best end of the world scenario. There's a whole industry out there of people just building these super custom bomb shelters. And I'm just glad to see, it used to just seem like a, uh, I don't know. I just want something a rich person would do, something to spend their money on. And look at that. Now that investment's coming through. It was Vivo's group is the. You know what, though? Like, because people are asymptomatic, unless these people are like testing before people go there, like they're just going to bring it. That's the the little fly in the ointments yeah. for them. Because then they're, the they get part. there. I hope they have a bunch of ventilators and medical staff. Oh, they probably do. <laughs> Yeah. They probably kidnap the doctor, and they, they have a true. doctor on standby, too. This gets me to another thing, speaking of the rich and how much they know. Um, so uh, we talked a little bit about Bill Gates earlier. Um, and Jax, I, I don't remember what episode it was, but we talked about Bill Gates when he was making some strange noises about pandemics. Um, <laughs> he was saying, hey, folks, and he put a lot of money into this, like, uh, researching, and, and he ran a simulation mm-hmm. uh, in January a, predicting a pandemic and then what happens a pandemic shocking explain that explain that i think you just did <laughs> bill gates gave Created us the pandemic <laughs> allegedly please don't sue me you litigious piece of shit <laughs> the seattle flu right study um was the first to like find out that the 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 coronavirus is in the united states and then who came in as a white knight to fund the seattle flu study Mm. mr bill gates so i think he has a lot to answer for i think he He does too he probably doesn't want to though guess who's gonna probably create the vaccine the gates vaccine company actually i think china already has it Sorry. Of course they did, because they love stealing people's intellectual property. Right. Like the theft of the intellectual property created by Bill Gates. You can buy the vaccine on Wish.com. It'll get here in like two months. <laughs> Supposedly, it's like a, a, a lab in San Diego said so they made the, the vaccine in three hours. Cause they okay, used yeah, I'm not going to judge enemy. myself with that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> nice try, San um, Diego. <laughs> Stick to what you're good at, making burritos. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, obviously there's that whole testing issue and seeing if it's, you know, it cures Corona, but it gives you like five eyes. I was talking to someone who's a virologist and they were, cause I was like, well, can't we just like expedite this? Cause I thought it was a matter of like regulation. Cause that's my expertise. And they were like, this has nothing to do with regulation. You have to literally wait for the like microbes to grow. Like the vectors have to grow and you can't like, there's no way to accelerate that. So I questioned this whole three hour uh, vaccine. You would. Because apparently it sounds like <laughs> it takes a while. <laughs> yes. Because you're a skeptic. I am. You don't, yeah. you don't want us to survive. I'm sorry. I mean, you guys are more than welcome to sign up for that San Diego study. And or, <laughs> or maybe they're not even doing a study. They're just giving it out. Just giving it to people like CRISPR. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it has to have been made through CRISPR. That's the only way. I mean, because I actually I'm reading a book on CRISPR and it just sounds exactly like, oh, yeah, we have some genes. We uh, the, the, the genome was posted from yep. the Chinese strain. They looked through it. Uh, we're going to knock out this thing, this gene, this thing, this gene. Boom. We annihilated Drink this. it. Drink CRISPR this. still like <laughs> freaks me out. You guys saw the oh, thing, though, shit. where it like the whole CRISPR paper that says that it also knocks out codes, the entire chunks of code sequence and they're like yes. 
Why is it doing that? Well, they actually that um I guess in the book she cavalierly says, "Eh, it's imperfect." Um yeah, so right. yeah, sometimes <laughs> So if you have if you're looking for an ATC, you know whatever like a, a long strand of uh DNA and you have another strand that's a few letters similar, um CRISPR is imprecise enough where it's like, oh, that one and this one look the same ish. So mm. it annihilates those portions of the DNA. Um, and they say, you know, so- sometimes it's, it's a problem. And, but other times it's like, oh no, yeah, it, it destroyed this DNA, but it's fine. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> those, those weren't necessary. Yeah, you can, you can be invisible, but you're not going to have any legs and you can't cry out for help. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just not doing that. I'm not, I'm not, well, I'm not into it. Neither. Well, you'll drink cow urine, but you're not going to take a little I bit mean, of CRISPR. That's natural, duh. It's probably in like, what's that one thing that's natural news or something? It'll be in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, naturalnews.com, the best website ever. Doctor Oz says it's great for you. <laughs> Let's go ahead and pivot toward my favorite subject: worst case scenarios. Um, like we talked about earlier, numbers, numbers. Uh, I said up to 150 million Americans are expected to contract the coronavirus. Are we headed toward a Soderbergh contagion future? Um, Probably. And I mean, at least in that movie, like just, it ended up really nice, you know, like there were survivors. There was only one scene of, of, of people ransacking a store. And I think a gun was pulled. I mean, that's not so bad. One gun. All things considered. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, One gun. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's why that's a movie. I think uh, I saw like photos. Um, it was on like the shade room. <laughs> I don't know if you guys follow the shade room, but someone like posted a photo of um, Ronnie DeVoe of Bell Biv DeVoe mm. purchasing guns and ammo <laughs> in Atlanta. Nice. And there was like it was a full house. People were just loading up on guns and ammo. And I mean, it kind of it makes sense. Like, you know, Katrina, if that's like a model of how people of color experience disaster in America, I would also load up on guns and ammo. Even here in my city, (laughs) people were posting that they were buying guns and ammo on the Facebook page. So obviously everyone's ready for a good old fashioned apocalyptic showdown how many people do you think are excited about that that, that are like that, that are looking out their window we every in night Idaho. Waiting i feel for- like there's like you know there's a nice i'm gonna say about the same rate of death three <laughs> percent <laughs> from from weapons yeah three no i say three percent of people are like gun-minded oh i don't know that they'll do super anything. stoked like yeah, pe- like i think that there are a group of people who like carry their guns around being like oh god Please like proud come boys at, me at <laughs> yeah. some point and then uh that i think is absolutely you know going to that group of people will be thrilled yeah i think right. they're waiting for but like something to don't you think that those, those are the type oh. of people to to tip the scale toward dystopia that the they're the ones that will decide well i'm going to bully my way for some toilet paper i feel like those people are going to tip us towards more of a like the the social contract because i think those people are fucking lunatics i think the the vast majority of people want like calm and even though we're all reactive i think people would see that and be like what the fuck and then like try to rein it in i don't think people would be like 
oh, I think I will also like join in and shoot people. No, I think people will be like, no, like you guys need to go away. And then maybe there'll be like life after people, like the packs of dogs or something. I don't know. But I don't think they're going to like take a stronghold. I would like to agree with you, only they're the ones with the guns. So, yeah. Yeah, but they're also dumb. I don't know. I just. I I, I wouldn't. Not all of them are. Some are wily. That's true. And they're probably going to get like those tactical vests and all that shit, too. Oh, they already have it. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, they already have that shit. Like night vision. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The the tactical helmet and the tactical soap, the tactical shoes. Um, I, I. I will say, actually, I, I think I, I do actually agree with you, only because um, the one part of the script that we are not actually playing to in a disaster movie that we're that we this is is the is the actual like panic because and which is kind of undergirds everyone's kind of like what happens if Tom Hanks dies? What happens if Trump dies? What happens if it, yeah. these things happen? What if the stock market crashes? Um, it'll be riots in the street. I don't think so. I think you're right about mm. social contract. I think that people will take a breath and say, one, they'll be like, okay, I'm just going to sit in my house Re-org. for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we've seen that now where people, I mean, other than the toilet paper stuff, it wasn't a mad dash to raid the shelves and run out and start looting. Uh, people are waiting in line for an hour. You know, they're quietly waiting in line and going to transact for that toilet paper. Um, other than a few handful of cases where you see this video of people like wrestling wads of toilet paper, most people are just calmly going about their thing, trying to like stock up on essentials. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and toilet paper. I wholeheartedly disagree, though. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh no. lovely. <laughs> Give it uh, to me. So, so I, I think if it gets ugly, like if, if there's a lot of deaths or oh, there's yeah. a lot of shortages, like if the global supply chain is interrupted and there's shortages. Like we get locked we, down. <laughs> yeah. We, we have riots. We have riots on Black Friday, like because a TV is on sale. You think right. people are like, there's the last can of soup and there's 30 people in this room and I'm fucking hungry are going to be like, oh, no, you go ahead. You're, it's cool. <laughs> No, they're gonna. People are gonna lose their minds. You know what, you guys? We need to just get seeds, like Bill Gates. And- I, I live in a desert. Seeds <laughs> don't really work here. <laughs> Sorry, I need trucks of food. Uh, my condolences. Get some MREs. <laughs> Good luck, sir. <laughs> nice. I know where you live. I'm gonna come get your seeds. <laughs> we'll don't know where I live because you haven't come visited me. You've sent me your address. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, uh, I guess you're right. And I really actually haven't processed the idea that the the food will stop. You know, I keep thinking that, well, the people are, they're stocking up. So, obviously, the, tr- the trucks are coming. There's a steady stream of trucks coming from God knows where trucks come from. And they're, they're going to refill the stocks. Yeah. I think, though, that honestly, because we are the, for whatever, the ground zero and possibly getting locked down soon. Um, I guess you'll get to see, like, <laughs> what happens. Right. And then also, like, what does lockdown mean? Because I'm I'm curious. But, uh, yeah, because are they going to, like, close our stream of Internet? Like, what the hell? No, I well, that – I don't think they can't uh, – that wouldn't – I don't – I mean, they could. Let me just backtrack. <laughs> of course they could do that. But that's uh, – 
that's more of a way of segmenting a population. Like in war, you want to destroy communication so that the enemy yeah. isn't well, able like to we're coordinate. Being treated that way, kind of. If this actually, uh, no, if this happens. I, that's the thing, I, I don't think they would. They would probably give you false information. They don't want to. Uh, they want you to stay in your house, though. You know, so they I mean, would probably keep give you internet, I also keep want TV. To stay in their house, so I don't know. Right. I don't know. Yeah, people are not staying in their houses. That is uh, yeah. not happening. People are idiots. They're going yeah. out yeah. to bars and stuff, and it's just like what I know. Is, are you guys? It's hot? a vacation. Everyone's on. They, they they realize, and this is I think kind of keyed into um, how fucked up our society is. Is that um, people don't get enough vacation in their lives. They don't have enough time to relax. So when they have a natural disaster, this is like, oh shit, oh my god, I don't have to go to work for a week. Uh, social distancing, blah blah blah. I'm gonna go to the bar and right. hang out because this is great. It's a great opportunity to like you know kick back. Again, like I'm like literally terrified of actually getting this thing because my prospects are not good for survival. So it's it's uh. It's kind of scary to see how casual people are about it. And that's the thing. You said that that will last until, you know, when more and more people start realizing, knowing people with coronavirus and realizing, oh, shit, I got, you know, having that brush with death of that's Jimmy. I was just in a bar with him the other day. Holy crap. Um, He has coronavirus. That's probably why we're going to get 150 people, 150 million people infected, because right now is the time to stay the fuck away from people. But we're not. I know it's so uh, it's like aggravating because you can't do anything. Speaking of can't do anything, uh, so this thing gets worse. We're talking about worst case scenarios. The possible we're in an election year. Trump is known to be quite erratic. If he does not get felled by this disease, what are the chances that he suspends the election? I know that a lot of people have uh, <laughs> talked about this. This is, I mean, he himself has intimated that he is willing to, you know, like not abide by the results of an election if it doesn't go his way so now he has the excuse of just not having the election uh, what wh- what do you think it, what are the chances that he does goes ahead and suspends election oh very high i mean i think he'll try it i don't think he'll actually succeed i think he'll try it so Jax, what do you think uh trump suspending the election um maybe i don't i don't know I could see him doing that but i also don't think he's going anywhere regardless of whether or not he loses is there any mechanism, like legal mechanism for this? Can, I mean, is it just like, okay, yeah. it's a national... Yeah. Martial law. You can declare oh. martial law. The emergency powers, um, as I recall, the emergency powers that are vested in the executive are pretty significant. And I think that you can basically do whatever the fuck you want. Ah, so I see it, I see it as being the, uh, the one-two punch of um, locking down the states um, and really kind of restricting movement within the states and then saying, all right, and because you can't, you can't move, we can't have an election. So four more years, four more years. I say we're at 75% that happens. I could see that. I could absolutely see that. It's yeah. National emergencies act from 1976. He could do it. Oh, (laughs) all right then. (laughs) Then he will do it. If he can do it, he will do it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I'm so, this is like the most depressing four (laughs) years of like. Right. uh, This is the worst timeline. Like literally this is the worst. um, Fuck. 
Like this is the worst Ugh. universe in the multiverse. Right. right I feel now. like also like, I just want to like go back in time and like shake the person that was like Bush is the worst president and just be like, just wait. Just guess wait. what? You know that <laughs> asshole who like uh, took out a giant fucking Ugh. ad that, about the Central Park Five and then was wrong. That guy's next. He's he's the next one. Well, see what you guys are forgetting. It's the Chronomaki. This is not the worst time. This is actually the best. Oh my God. The Chronomaki, not Coronamaki. Chronomaki. That's right. <laughs> don't try to de- it. Don't don't def- defile the beautiful Chronomaki. This is the best timeline. We have an incompetent uh, Donald Trump who might actually die of the coronavirus. Um, they knew what they were doing when they poisoned his brain because they knew that this pandemic was going to be the pretext for him to actually take control and send us into the nazi future that all other timelines have been absorbed into that's what that's what they're doing they're trying to avoid the nazi future so we have to go through this stupid trump debilitated trump that's our that's our path to freedom i think this just proves that john titer really was a time traveler except all his predictions were wrong like it was supposed to be russia and hey i guess russia's behind it uh, hello hello hello. (laughs) it's all coming true sure all right it's the chronomaki continuing on with worst case scenarios economic consequences so even if i mean we're worrying a lot about humans which we should be but what about the economic consequences? We kind of started this off where you're saying that businesses are already going under. Here in Las Vegas, they're starting to lay people off on the strip. Plus, if school closures um, happen uh, in Vegas or I'm sure around the world, this clearly will have a knock-on effect because with school closures, that parents, especially in these jobs, uh, low-income jobs, they don't have any kind of safety net. They don't have a, a daycare they can put their kids. Probably don't have anyone that can actually take off work or is already off work. They can, like a grandparent, they can watch their kids. So they will either have to take their kids to work, which probably isn't like a, a thing that's going to happen, or they just stay home and lose their job. And once they lose their job, they're not paying their in, they're not paying their mortgage, and then they lose their house. And we start. I can see this like uh, rotating down and down and uh-huh. down, um, where it becomes a housing crisis, where you have foreclosures left and right, kind of like two thousand eight. I think that the only thing, the only saving grace in this scenario, is that I think the terror of knowing people dying will actually like maybe prevent some of these people from like taking action. Because I don't think, like, what are you going to do? You're going to put all these, like, they have to intervene. You can't put a bunch of people out of their houses who then become, like, little Petri dish, you know, what do you call it? Like, the the goo in the Petri dish to, like, help it grow. The the culture? The culture? Yeah, the culture. You can't, like, just throw people out of their houses and then just create a worse scenario because that just makes everyone more sick i don't know i just right and i think honestly this is kind of like after world war ii the uk started the nhs and they started all these socialist ideas i think this might be our thing i think that these there will be some traumatic effects that uh really cripple the economy to the point where the government really has to get involved and say hey guess what the mandate of the government is to protect its citizens and we can't have them on the streets I don't think Trump would want to be in that kind of government anyway. 
so maybe he'll bounce. Like, I feel like that's not his jam. I don't think it would be up to him. Assuming he doesn't suspend the election, um, yeah. I think that people who are hurting, one, will remember to blame him for yeah, being a fucking course. asshole during this whole thing. I mean, don't forget that he did say that he, he liked the numbers where they were at. People are not going to forget that anytime soon. That's going to be an and it every was a bunch fucking of old ad. people on the cruise. It's like, what are you? That's your base, dumbass. Like, right. I don't think he's going to be around. I think people are going to remember the GOP are the ones that um, really helped kind of grow this this problem. And they might, unfortunately, after the fact, even though it's, it's not going to happen, Bernie's not going to be the president, but maybe Biden and the shitty DNC will tilt toward like, okay, guess what? Maybe that crazy son of a bitch uh, was onto something. Maybe we can actually, we should actually start creating some of these socialist socialist projects because we can't have people on the streets. You know, we're gonna have to give kind of some some, some uh, subsist, subsistence right. um, out there. I mean, UBI might become a real thing. You know, I, I, I mean, they're talking. Trump keeps talking about a payroll tax. Um, that won't help. Uh, lower income people that helps people like hundred thousand five hundred thousand dollars they get a huge paycheck i feel like he's still like he's not he's not in the reality of it still because he's still trying to do fucking trickle down economics and it's like oh he doesn't know anything about economics like, he, he's just trying to do twitter like, nah, he just no like people he's are the entertainer revolt. in chief he's not even i do think people will revolt I think he's, I mean, for some ugh, people, he's quite entertaining. Oh, I hate God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this podcast was really just created to irritate you specifically. <laughs> Let's end on a happier note. Let's talk about our best case scenarios. Um, I've listed a few here. Uh, first on the list, of course, I think we we talked about a little bit. Coronavirus vampires. Um, I'm thinking of a kind of an I Am Legend-esque monster that is bred from the God, the 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 people the sick people they, they get it they turn yeah. into vampires we don't know if that's happening yet it, i think it's possibility we have to think about it probability prop you're right it's probability uh, yeah. so i think it's it's at this point it's a coin flip i think we don't know enough jacks would you how, how do you think you'd fare in a uh in a, in a situation where it's more less corona vampires and uh more just Trying to kind of like the road, trying to get from point A to point B. I'll, I'll uh, Tiwi's bug out plan. You're trying to get to Michigan. Do you think you could get to Michigan in a uh, upper peninsula? Kind of a ki- upper peninsula of Michigan. No, no. I, <laughs> Do you I, think I, I think uh, I would fare poorly. Um, while I would like to say I would be amazing because uh, I grew up in the middle of nowhere and like know how to hunt and. Uh, build a campfire and stuff like that. I'm also like soft. I've I've gone soft, <laughs> and uh, now I would I would be like one of the first to go. Assuming you had you were sitting down with Lord Daggertooth with the King of the Marauders, um, what would you be able to trade him? Like say as a service? Uh, uh, do you have any services in in the apocalypse? No, that's the other thing. Like I have, <laughs> I'm completely unskilled. In the apocalypse, completely Damn. unskilled. Uh, I might. I have a kid. I'd, You're offering I'd up your to, child. <laughs> I'd, be able to, I'd be able to trade my kid. That's a desperation move. Hey, hey, there's no wrong answers in the apocalypse. <laughs> I would never trade my kid. She's amazing. Uh, Tiwi, 
What what skills do you have in the apocalypse? I have so many skills. I told you that one of the greatest compliments I've ever received from Kevin was that I was the perfect person for the apocalypse. Huh. Like literally, and I was like, that is really sweet because I know how to do so many things, so many old timey skills. Like I just look things up and fit and I have all the like tools to do it. So I can do some metal casting. I could do a little bit of forging. I know how to make a fire. I can do, I can get some water from various sources. Let's see, I can do, I can grow things in very special ways. I know how to survive in our local uh, climate from our front yard. I can survive off of the wildlife here. Um, what else? What do else? you know how to set snares? I yeah, because we used to watch that stupid show um, alone. So I've I figured, oh. but I mean, those, I don't know. Kevin knows how to hunt, so we got hunting. We can live. We can forage. What else? Um, I know how to make medicinals. Um, like a poultice. Yeah, I mean, I've got some skills. I got some old timey like survival skills. Well, there you go. Well, uh, that surprising answer. Um, so I feel like of the three of us, you're gonna survive because I I have nothing. Clearly, uh, we're gonna we're heading toward a Mad Max wasteland fantasy Clearly. park of unrelenting fun and suffering. Yeah, um, that has to be the conclusion of all of this. I completely agree. And I, here's the thing: uh, since I was growing up, uh, me and Suicide Joe, we were watching the show. And we were driving around. We 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 mentally prepared. And I think that's what, what what I have. That's my that's my the benefit I have you going to this knowledge. is that I'm mentally prepared for the the things that have to be done in an apocalypse. Uh, I've already prepared my mind for the 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 harrowing experiences. Um, that's so that's what will get me through. I don't know that I have. <laughs> Clearly not my my video editing skills. That's that's a that's a dead. Dead occupation. Yep. Yeah. No need. Well, I don't know. Maybe you could. Propaganda. No, I disagree. Propaganda. <laughs> you need to get I mean, working no, on the, the propaganda now. I mean, you could be like, <laughs> um, you, you need to start editing the videos of. Who, who, what's the name of the person who I was sitting down with? Lord Daggertooth the Wretched. Lord Daggertooth is amazing. <laughs> Lord Daggertooth provided you all of these riches. All right. Okay. Yes. Lord Daggertooth protects you. All right, I'll start working on that. I'm going to start writing some copy. Make a fake news company and just, like, create a story and just, like, share the blurb. <laughs> we'll see where it goes. That's a good idea. It'll make it that, that, like, Trump has coronavirus. Trump has tested positive. Trump has tested positive <laughs> for coronavirus, but Lord Daggertooth is completely immune. Who do you want leading your rebellion? <laughs> An old, fat, white man from Fifth Avenue or Lord Daggertooth? You know what? You sold me on that. I will. I, I actually know Lord Daggertooth uh, in his current form. So I will pitch this idea to him God, and see if it uh, if he'll kind of grandfather me in, you know, while civilization is actually still exists. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, with that, folks, that was the show. Um, I would like to actually, we actually, a little bit of housekeeping. We actually have picked up a review, a five-star review. Um, so I figured I would just go ahead and read that here for everyone. Um, it goes like this. I was really enjoying the podcast and the information provided until the host gave away my plans in the event of the end of society. That being said, I'm looking for recruits for my band of marauders, the Legion. 
We will be meeting bi-weekly at Binion's in downtown Las Vegas. Come down and see what we can offer you in terms of belonging and protection in a post-civilization world. Cake and cat milk will be provided. And that was from... Lord Daggertooth, the wretched. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that five-star review. Lord Daggertooth um, leaves good reviews. <laughs> right. See, it's just, it's, it, I feel like under his leadership, the apocalypse yeah. will be just a fantastic time. I mean, I think we have nothing to worry about. Yeah, we're in better hands than we are now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yes, so thank you. And uh, you can reach us on Facebook at Far Off Topic Show and Far Off Topic everywhere else. You can reach me at Fiasco Jones, Tiwi, at Jenny Said Stuff, at Jax. And where can we reach you? Can't. All right. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't want to be reached. Come on. <laughs> uh, that's too bad because uh, your actual handle's in the show notes. So. Uh, <laughs> Read the show notes, friends. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you like what you hear, click on that subscribe button. We're available on all the podcast services out there. If you'd like to show your support, feel free to comment or rate as Lord Daggertooth has. Most of all, thank you for listening. And until you hear from us again, so mode it be. So mode it be. So mode it be. Fly off topic.